Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back with another episode. You are here with Kevin. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great today, Jim. How about yourself? I am doing phenomenal today. Thanks for asking, Kevin. So guess what, Kevin? Guess what season we're coming up on? According to my house, where my wife is already decorated for Christmas, we are coming to the holiday season. We're coming to the holiday season. And what can you tell me about the holiday season and recovery? I think it's one of the most stressful times, especially in early recovery, for sure. If this is your first year in recovery, today gets to be a treat for you because we're going to talk about how to strengthen your recovery as we go into literally the most stressful time of the year. Most people during the holiday season, it's kind of a big party. You know, there's Christmas parties, there's holiday parties, there's all kinds of stuff. And you've got the family you're around, which stresses people out. You've got normally alcohol flowing, a lot of time off from work sometimes, kids off from school, super stressful. I can remember, you know, I gotten out of rehab in July, so I had a little bit of time back home. But I can remember the first Thanksgiving and kind of just how would I act and things like that. It was just important for me to kind of be ready and prepared. So hopefully this podcast can help people be ready and prepared. Not that we have some super secret magical uh, thing that we can talk about that's going to make everything easy. But I think just kind of being aware of things is a good tool as you go into, uh, into these stressful situations. Well, we do have one thing that they can do to make their holiday season be less stressful. We'll get to that towards the end because that program opens up tomorrow. But we will eventually get to that. Yeah. yeah. What would it be to actually in recovery or in life? Because the other problem in humanity is I think the holidays, I think they're stressful for most people whether you're in recovery or whether you're not in recovery. Well, yeah, it's definitely the most stressful time of the year. And it's just like anything in life. If you kind of mentally prepare for something, I think that it can make things a little bit easier. And I know for me, you know, going into, and and so for me now that I'm kind of a little bit further along in my recovery and in my sobriety, you know, like that, that obsession to drink or use drugs is not there. Now I have to still obviously every day wake up and do the right things to keep that away. But now for me, it is managing stress. This holiday season, I'm I'm going to just live the program of recovery that I do throughout the rest of the year and maybe be a little bit extra careful on on what I'm doing, where I'm going. And again, I know that some stressful situations are going to come. So I have a plan going into that. And this is the same for you if you're newly in recovery. I remember that first year, you know, I went to some places. Now, none of my family really is big drinkers on the holidays. Some of them drink otherwise. I knew that if somebody offered me a drink, I would just know that I was going to say no. I kind of knew what I was going to drink going into it. Um, I also knew what I was going to be comfortable talking about and not talking about. See, the family all pretty much knew that I'd went to rehab. At the first season uh, or the first holiday season, I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. There were still a lot of things going on in my life. So uh, I had a reaction. You know, If somebody would ask me, oh, how was rehab? I said, it was good and I'm really glad that I went, but I'm not really ready to talk about all that quite yet. 
And a lot of people still asked, and I had that answer ready to go. And by having that answer ready to go, I didn't have to, to worry about it. And another thing that I did realize is I went to holiday parties, so different than with my family. Telling people, you know, I'm not drinking tonight was not as difficult as I thought. And again, we've talked about this before, but people's reaction, you know, in my head, the music was going to stop and everyone's going to be like, what? He's not drinking? And mind you, I was a drinker all the time. Yeah, yeah that's what I expected. But in all reality, people were like, okay, well, what do you want? You know, right, and I was exactly. like, I'll have a water or I'll have a Diet Coke. And it was fine. And they're like, okay, here's your Diet Coke. And you move on. You're like, no, 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 hold it. Right. You do. You're like, the music stops. And it's like everybody in the room looks at you. And all of a sudden you feel this big. You feel so small. That is how our mind literally tricks ourselves and plays in that realm of the negative. So if you're listening to Kevin's experience, that's a very common experience. The same thing is true. The moment he says, no, I'm not drinking. I'll take a Diet Coke or I'll take a water. Everybody's like, okay, that sounds good. And boom, they get the water and life goes on. Just to talk about some practical things, you know, early recovery and going to holiday parties and things like that. I always had one, I would call somebody before I went to the party. So I would call somebody in recovery, whether that's a sponsor or a mentor, whatever you want to call them. And I would tell them, hey, I'm getting ready to go to this party and just kind of talk through it. And then I had a good, you know, some good people in my life and they'd say, all right, well, what's your exit plan? Meaning like if I start to really feel triggered or desire to drink or desire to do something that I shouldn't do, you know, what's my exit strategy? How am I going to get out? And then if I was there with Rachel, I would say, hey, if I come up to you and I say it's time to go, the reason why it's time to go is not is literally just because I, we got to go. Yeah. And so you kind of have to almost have a safe word or something like that, but you have to have an exit strategy. So the two things that I would make sure are several things. I would call somebody first. I would have a plan on what I was going to drink. And this is specifically, especially early on, like, because people would start to like bring me, you know, they did, it's confusing for people, especially if you're not very open about it yet. So having that plan and then also having an exit strategy. And then after that, I would call that same person before and kind of just tell them how it went. And as I did it more and more, and now that I do it, it's, it's, it's not as uh, complicated, but I still will have the exit strategy. I still will have a plan on what I'm going to drink and just make sure that I'm aware of what's coming. The stress is normally a, a big trigger for people because for me, when I would feel uncomfortable in any way was when I would start to drink or use drugs. So I didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. I wanted to feel numb. I didn't want to feel anything. So now as these stressful times come, having these coping methods and coping mechanisms are so important. And again, that's talking to someone, you know, I'll call you, Jim, if, some, if I'm feeling that way, or I'll, I'll go and exercise or or I'll have a, a reading I'll do or a meditation or I'll go to a 12-step recovery meeting, something like that. Just having these things to cope with the stress because we know it's coming. Mm -hmm. So I would say my advice, if you're listening out there and you're new and really new in recovery, old in recovery or whatever, be proactive about your plan, not reactive. So don't wait till you're super stressed out to start changing things. Start changing things now, which is one thing I'm excited about with, uh, I know that you have a course coming up, Jim that we'll talk about a little more details at the end, but it's something to where we can be proactive about this holiday season and not wait till it's too late to start taking steps towards uh, to being healthier and, and really being in recovery during the holiday season. So what I heard there, Kevin, is number one, you have a team. Number two, you have a plan. And number three, in that plan, you're in communication with your team, really to the point that you even have safe words. That if all of a sudden, if you're at a party and you feel stressed, Rachel knows the moment you say something that it's time to go. 
Rachel knows the action plan to get you out of the danger zone and get you back into a safe space where you can stay sober, you can keep your recovery strong, and you can make sure, not only that you don't relapse, but at some measure, by doing all these things, you're taking the stress out of the holidays and you're putting a sense of being able to be, and I'm going to use the word normal, or being able to be calm, being able to be clear, and being able to be sober through the holidays. Yeah, and I can remember, um, first off, there, it's no way to live. You know, you're not, recovery and sobriety aren't worth it if you have to just always avoid things and be scared of going places and scared of doing things. So the goal is to find a program where you can live still, where you don't have a fear of all these places and you don't have to like avoid everything. There are still places I avoid, yes, but it's not because if I go there, I'm going to drink, but just because I don't need to be there. You know, there are certain places I just don't need to be. What I'm thankful for is as I worked the program of recovery, the 12-step program that I worked, I'm able to be comfortable in my own skin in these places and be there. You know, early on in recovery, I can remember, and I don't remember if it was a wedding or what it was. Thankfully, you know, the obsession to drink was lifted for me pretty early, you know, while I was in rehab. So I wasn't like obsessed with it, but you still have those triggers and those desires. And I don't remember where we were. But I looked at Rachel and I wanted to have a drink and everything looked fun. That's what it was. I remember everything looked fun. I started to glamorize my old lifestyle. And I looked at her and I said, we got to go now. And she was like, what? Why? I said, we got to go now. And she was like, all right, let's go. And so it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean your recovery is even weak. I think it makes it shows how strong your recovery and your sobriety is if you decide you know when, what your limit is and you know when it's time to get out of there. And, and I'm thankful that now at this point, you know, I'm around a lot of craziness um, and I don't like try to, I have a reason to be there. If I'm in a situation like with customers or things, there's a reason for me to be there. That's why I go there. And if I go to a holiday party, there's a reason for me to be there. I'm not just going to be around the drinking to get some kind of like contact high or drunk or whatever you would call it. I, I can go there and I can be comfortable. And I mean, that's what you can look forward to as you work the pro, you know, whatever program that works for you and as you get more established. And I'm saying all this and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I, I think it, it's important for people to hear you. Like, I'm not complacent either. Meaning, You're you active. know, the, one of the programs says, yeah, I'm very actively working my program. And so, yes. you know, I have like a daily reprieve. You know, we stay one day at a time and all that. I live like that. And so I put those things into practice every single day to continue to live this great life that I have now. And you're creating and you're making that life greater every single day by your actions and reactions. If you're listening to this and you may be thinking, well, that Kevin, he's so confident. I guess he's got everything together. From all outward appearances, you may say yes. Let me tell you, Kevin is like every other human. We may think we have it all together and then something happens and we literally unravel in a moment. And if you know that as a spiritual being in a human experience, you don't always have it together. And if you can accept that, the moment that unravel happens, you literally don't fully unravel. You can literally be in this panic space. But then as you heard Kevin say, he knew, he saw he was glamorizing. Those alarms were going off inside. And because he had a team in his wife, and because he had a plan of what to say, he stayed safe. And literally, it's really that simple. 
And if you're listening to that and you think recovery is hard and tough and, oh my God, I hated every Christmas season before this and I'm going to dislike it today, you've got to let that thought go because that is the thought of doubt that's literally planting this little seed that's going to grow into something that we call relapse. And I'm just saying, pull that baby out by the roots right now by seeing it, by knowing it's there and by not denying it. I like that, Jim. And and for me, as you were talking, it just reminded me of, I remember thinking like, how am I going to have fun? How is this holiday season going to be fun? I act like as if the Christmases before when I would sneak off to go drink in the corner or in the basement or go sneak off to some seedy bar that was open on Christmas day to drink was fun. Like, I mean, in our head, we're so delusional that we think what we did was fun. It was awful. And it was, it was just frankly sad. And now I look at my, look at my life and what I was like scared of not having fun. Now I have so much fun, like all the time. And like, I remember everything, you know, I have a young daughter and Christmas morning, you know, I'm not hung over at all or anything. And I feel great. And like, she can run into the room and we can go in there and we can laugh and, and then we go visit the family and it's all good. Like it's, and there's still challenges, you know, you still have to deal with grief and all these different things through the holidays that are hard and anxiety. You know, you said it, Jim, people think I have it all together. Um, last night, I pretty much had an anxiety panic attack because of got some news that just kind of triggered it. And then even though the news wasn't devastating, I devastated everything in my life in a very quick moment. In the past, I would have drank or drugged, or I would have stayed in it for three days and just been miserable and not wanted to get out of bed. But I've learned tools, you know, through coaching with you and reading books and through my 12-step program, I've learned these tools to get out of this spot and to, to kind of ground myself and get back into this space. And that's because of recovery and sobriety. And again, it's because of the 12-step meetings that I go to too. Like I've learned tools. I have, I, it's, not just quitting drinking and doing drugs, but I've, I've learned how to live life. I was telling you before the recording yesterday, I had a panic attack and I do not have them that often. And I was saying that literally it was cold sweats. All of a sudden I was seeing stars. I stayed in that state for maybe a minute or two. And then I just got in action and I found out that I had been given some, some misinformation. And the moment it got clear, I was amazed at how quick it came on me, how quick I was deep into panic when I was given some news that wasn't true. But then with a little action, and, and if you're listening to this, it has taken me years to get to this space. I understand that in any given moment, I am literally just living in the experience of my thinking. If I just focus on being in action, I found out the information I was given, it was so completely wrong. And I was able to start breathing again and everything was okay. If you're listening to this and this is your first holiday season sober, or if you're listening to this and you're committed to having a different experience this holiday season, do it. That is how strong your character is because whatever has brought you to this podcast, whatever has you listen to Kevin and I, whatever has you share this with your friends, and we really appreciate that, know that our commitment to you is that each person that hears this, they become stronger this holiday season, not weaker. They actually get to have a holly jolly year in and possibly even go into 2022 empowered 
Kevin's over there smiling. <laughs> I wish you could all see the picture. Yeah, of I'm smiling. Kevin's smiling right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I'm smiling because I love the passion because it's true. Like you don't have to live the way that you lived last year if you were in addiction and, and life can be better. And on that, I'll, I'll dovetail, you know, it's coming towards the end of the podcast a little bit. So most of the addicts and alcoholics have probably stopped listening anyway because all of us have such a short uh, attention span <laughs> from the lifestyle yeah, we man. live. <laughs> So we'll, so we'll give up. I'm just being honest. We're addicts and alcoholics. We don't, you know, we don't like to follow rules or anything. Uh, To the people that are maybe supporting someone that's in recovery during this holiday season, there's a, there's a few things. And I've talked about all of these many times, but I think it's important to reiterate them. The worst thing somebody could have asked me the first year that I was sober and probably even last year, it's like, oh, well, why aren't you drinking? Or you don't want to drink. What do you mean you don't want to drink? Don't push people to drink. If somebody says they don't want to drink, you just take it and move on. Honor. And again, very few people do it. Yeah, honor what they say and be supportive of them. If people, you know, give them the space to talk about it if they want to talk about it. If you've got a loved one, and this is something that, that was interesting to me, and, you know, some of my family listens to this. My One side of my family, like, I've never seen them drink ever in my life. And then the very first year that I got sober, all of a sudden they had, like, wine and stuff at Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure I would have noticed they had wine in the past because I would have drank all of it. It's not a big deal like at all, but like be cognizant and be aware. If you have a loved one that maybe just got out of treatment or they're four months sober, try not to drink. Try not to tempt them or put it around them. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. And if you're saying I can't have fun with them, you need to talk to them and say, hey, we're going to be drinking. Just be there for them and support them. If you're out there and you're a 12 stepper, um, the meetings still go on on those days. And you still can go there. I've been to meetings on every single major holiday since I've been sober. It started because I needed it. And now it's because I want to support someone who may need it. If your loved one says, I got to go, I got to go to a meeting, support them. Let them make sure that they put their recovery first. And I know for a fact, and and Jim, I'm going to, I'll close. And then I want you to talk about the course and the program that that we're doing or you're doing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to participate in it. You've created it. And uh, Rachel and I are excited about doing it along with some of my other friends too. But I'm confident that this year can be the best year that you've ever had in your life for Christmas, for not, I know every, not everybody celebrates Christmas, for the holidays, whatever that looks like for you. The end of the year here, kind of the fresh start to a new year. I know that if you just commit to it right now and you just take whatever steps you can, whatever little bit you know, and do the best you can, that it's going to be the best year ever. I also know that if you don't know how to do that, what to do, then what Jim is going to explain next is something for you. And we don't like ask or try to get people to do stuff on this podcast. It's really just to help people. But I think that this is something that can help you a ton. So Jim, can you just describe it and then uh, close us out, please? Absolutely. So the program is called the Holiday Empowerment Loving Life Program. What my commitment is, is that you create an incredibly empowered holiday season. You get to know you. Along the way, you are going to close out 2021. You're going to get to learn about you. You're going to get to create a team around you. And the ultimate goal is for holiday empowerment. Because this is the time for you to live life and love life. And if you're in sobriety and recovery, your recovery will stay strong. If you're supporting someone, the both of you or the all of you are going to be empowered through this. The program opened yesterday. Yes, I'm doing daily videos to 
tell people about it. And there is a link in Sobriety Elevate. There is a link on my LinkedIn page. And there's even a link on my Instagram page where, where you can register. It's just $99. It's not going to break the bank. Some of the other programs that I take, they're thousands of dollars down to hundreds of dollars. I want this to be affordable for every person so that you can become empowered through the holiday season. Awesome, Jim. I, I know that Rachel and I are excited about it and some of my friends too. And making a small investment in, into this is, uh, I promise you, if it makes you stop drinking for the holidays, you'll save a lot more than $99. I know I would have. <laughs> so you've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. We thank you so much. Find us, rate us, all that stuff on, on the podcast, but also find us on Facebook. And Jim and I are both also on Facebook. If you want any information about Jim's course, you can find it on social media. We hope that you guys create an incredible day. I will steal your saying, Jim. You can steal it, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.